Hey everyone, happy new year and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. We're ringing in the new year with another episode and this is episode 49. Man, it's been almost a full year of doing the pod. I'm enjoying it. I love it. Thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, please make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, review, grab your parents' phone, your mom's phone, your granny's phone. Thank God she's still with us. Grab her phone, subscribe, five-star. We love you, granny. Thank you for joining. What's in the news this week? We're going to talk a little bit about the news. Um, Brief segment, we'll go over that. Financial roundtable, again, brief segment. We're not going to talk about a lot about that because we have finally an interview this week, which I'm really excited for, Grace Gaylord. cookie creator, content creator, artist, over 300,000, over five, over half a million inst, uh, social media follows, qualifies as an influencer and someone that's doing a lot of great work. She joined me and talked a little bit more about what she's doing. So thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Market recap. We'll do a year end market recap. And as well as this week, I'll talk a little bit about it. But the QQQ or the technology index, um, broader technology market index, was up 47% this year. All the people that said that the year, the lives were over, the market was over, it's dead. They missed out on a 47% rally this year. The S&P 500 was up 15%. The Dow ringing up the rear came up about 8%. Yeah, and again, this was a crazy year for the markets. It was, we're strengthened by monetary and fiscal policy. We're strengthened by an influx of let's call them young enthusiastic <laughs> investors um and it rallied the market rallied and again i think this is a testament to for my clients and for the people that i'm working with we are looking at long-term capital appreciation people don't understand the difference in the market we want long-term capital appreciation we're not looking to flip do any of these trading tactics that never work um for a longer period of time long-term capital appreciation is the way we go so this is another year you look back at it you're happy okay what's next that's how you look at it as far as this week the market I think it was roughly flat. It was ups and downs. We had the stimulus talk. We had this and that, but I thought it was a roughly flat to to ring up the uh, the week. Um, and today, I think the dollar and the S&P jumped a little bit um, as the, the bell just closed today. So yeah, that's kind of the market wrap-up for the year, for the week. Um, and now it's more into news. This week, the big talk was a $600 stimulus check that's going to some individuals that are you know qualified for it. Uh, I think they've already gone out to some people. I don't even know, uh, but they have gone out. It looks like um, check or direct deposits for people, some people that, that, that need it in this time. It's important for people that feel like they're getting aid from the government because um, a lot of people have been hurting. So that was a big sticking point is whether it could be 2000 or 600 uh, Apparently, Mitch McConnell blocked the 2000 um which is unfortunate <laughs> oh that someone would want to do that in this time that's horrible um but yeah um hopefully a little bit for people helps um and, and those 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 things are going out quickly um next up we're talking about trends so the pandemic brought forward a lot of trends that i think are going to be irreversible and going to go forward for a long time to come one of them is this talk about big cities kind of being dead you're hearing rumblings about, I'm going to stay in New York because I love New York and it's never going to be dead to me. Uh, but you're hearing rumblings about people proclaiming that they're leaving bigger cities or they're leaving Cali, they're leaving New York and they're going to Florida, they're going to Austin. There's like big, the biggest change in area codes in LinkedIn. As you know, LinkedIn, you put like your your area 
Um, and it was Austin was a top city. I'm forgetting where the other ones were, but people are fl- fleeing these bigger cities and going to cheaper cities, call them mid tier areas like Austin, Madison, Sacramento. Um, and they're leaving the mega cities because one expenses too with this re- remote work everyone's like okay for remote work things are shut down where am i going to go because i don't want to be in this big city where you know presumably some people are paying a lot for xyz and they want to go to these other mid-tier cities get the same salary and live and work at a much you know com- become more comfortable expense wise um, so that's happening and you're going to see that i believe in that trend as far as I know it's a trend that's here to stay for myself. I love New York and I'm going to be here. I love the city. But yeah, some people, that trend is going to be here to stay. You're going to see that a lot. The sovereign individual, there's people working from anywhere, living their own lives. That's coming. And it's it's not going to be something that can be turned away. With year end, you're going to see a lot of top 2020 things, what happened. So let's talk a little bit about that. We did a little bit of that, that with the Google search a few weeks ago. But this is another interesting one. TikTok was the most downloaded app of 2020 and the fastest growing um snap daily users grew 18 percent to 249 million um match.com match sort so there's a lot of top 20 things that go the year end you always have those like lists um so it's cool to see see that in more news let's call it um movie news wonder woman wonder, wonder woman ranked in six, 16.7 million in its u.s open the most of any pandemic era movie uh, it also drops on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, I didn't watch it on HBO Max. I was curious about it. I wanted to, but then I heard so much bad reviews from it. Uh, people told me it was just people on social media saying it was horrible, not worth the time. I even friend texted in our group chat and said it was really a waste of time. He loves those type of superhero movies. So that's not a good look. I may not get to it until I'm really, really bored, unfortunately. But I love Wonder Woman. You love women superheroes, but I think I watched the first one. I did. I did. And it was actually a good movie. Um, so that is disappointing to hear, but we will check in on that. The finance roundtable, not much this week. Again, we're going to kind of wrapping up 2020 and we're going to go into 2021 strong. But this year, just take reflection on it. I think we talked about it last week. I It was funny. I was on the train and I saw a post of memories, Facebook memories popped up of my post from a year ago today when I said, you know, I wanted to increase financial literacy. Um, I want to actually read exactly what I said a year ago today. Um, what did I say? Let's find it. So I said, um, December 31st, to 2019, I said, Happy New Year to all. In 2020, I'll be focused on releasing much more personal finance, such investing contact, increased personal and business financial literacy. Stay tuned. I've been blessed to start a firm New Street Advisors Group. This is like two or three months into the firm that is changing the landscape of financial advising. I will continue to serve more individuals, families, and businesses in the coming years. Uplifting my clients has been the biggest joy of the past year. Cheers. So, you know, I really believe in turning words into action. This just struck me because I was like, wow, I didn't even remember this post. And it was exactly a year to go today. And we've done a lot of that stuff. Thanks to, thanks to Team New Street. And thanks to just pushing forward, hard work pushing forward and hard work. That's um, a lot of things that we all do here. I know 2020 was a weird year for a lot of people. Not such a great year for a lot of people. And that's that's that sucks, but it's okay to look, think positively and think forward to 2021. It's okay to take a breather, step back and not feel so pressured in 2020, but now looking at 2021, the things you want to change from, you know, the whole new year, new you thing. It's the new, new year, same me. And when I'm doubling down, I'm doing everything doubling down on steroids to help my clients, doubling down on everything to to increase 
personal financial literacy. Um, it just really helped more people. I think there's a lot more people that we haven't touched. And we said we wanted to change the landscape. And I think we've done that in certain aspects where a lot of people that are my clients said, that, hey, they didn't know that they could have this. They didn't know that this was available to someone like themselves. And that's what we're changing. And we're not done. So if you know someone that needs that, that wants that, that needs someone that's a dedicated advisor, that wants to learn more, please, please let them reach out to me. Um, we'll get them on on track. Um for myself, what's up this this the week? I don't know. I'm just so much work. It's been a busy week, busier week. You know, when you have a week that you think is going to be slower, but it ends up being super busy. That's what happened here with me. Um, more TV, more stuff going on. I was on CNBC twice this week. We'll be on Fox Business next week, and then more CNBC in the following weeks. Um, so stay tuned for those. Check in on those. Um, yeah, we're just doing more. We're just doing more. We're just keeping pushing forward um, in 2021. And I'm excited this week. So um, next up, we're going to set up the interview. We're going to bring her on. And um, I appreciate you listening to the roundtable this week and the news. Hey, everyone. We finally have an interview. And this is an exciting, fun interview. Grace is amazing. So I... You see her content on Instagram. It's the dot graceful baker, and she we talk a lot about about her social medias in the actual segment. But she's awesome. She has she's a cookie artist, a creative that does a lot of wonderful things when it comes to creating great content. Um, and her content is some of the most watched, and she's probably the top cookie creative uh, in the in the in the country in the world. Um, I don't know anyone that has, I don't, I'm not really in that space, but I don't know anyone that has the biggest following as her. Amazing videos uh, that she posts uh, as a cookie artist, content creator. She has links to her her YouTube or Amazon shop, but stay tapped into her because I think this is super cool. I love the videos. She's a super humble person, but she joined in to talk a little bit about what she's doing and what's going on in the future with her platform. So um, I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Grace Gaylord, the graceful baker. Listen to that next. And thank you for listening to the show. everyone welcome back to another episode of the your money your life podcast i am joined by the graceful baker aka grace gaylord and grace is a content creator cookie artist many things that she does but that's one of the things that she's well known for um and she's gonna tell you guys all all about it um but hey grace thank you very much for joining me thank you so much for having me awesome so and that she saw your platform a long time ago. I was like, this is really cool. Like what you're doing as far as, you know, creating, cook, being a cookie artist, content creator. The videos are amazing. Um, and if people don't know, uh, you'll be able to find Grace. And she's going to explain where you can find her. But you can find her at, at b.graceful.baker on Instagram. What she does is amazing videos showing uh, cookie artists and creation. And I love to talk to you, but what was the first time? that you tried cookie art and, and why did you actually try it? I've never like, thought of that in my own mind, but I'm not a creative, but what made you try it and when was that time? Sure, it's a great question. So as you mentioned, I am the force behind the Graceful Baker and I am a cookie artist that specializes in working with royal icing. Hmm. And I've always been creative. I come from a very creative family. My mom's a painter. My dad studied acting. My sister is a musician. Hmm. So creative outlets are definitely the name of the game in my family. And I've also always loved to bake something I get from my mom. So about 10 years ago was the first time that I worked with Royal Icing. It was just something that I happened upon. I think it was maybe Christmas and I wanted to do something extra festive. Um, and 
a year later, it was my cousin's birthday and I just wanted to do something fun. Um, over the years, I, I used to play music a lot as my primary artistic outlet and then that kind of faded and cookies has kind of taken over in that department, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, and you got so good at it. And what made you think like, okay, I should put this out there for people, other people to see. Like when was the first time you posted a video and you saw like, oh, people were really enthralled by what you were doing. And then you, you start to build a following. So when did you start realizing that I can kind of build a following from, from putting out this content? That's a great question. So I am on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the moment as the Graceful Baker, but I really started with Instagram. Mm. I started my account in 2017, and it wasn't until about a year later that I started posting videos, and it that was pretty new. Not a lot of people were doing cookie decorating <laughs> videos, um, but right away I realized it was the thing to do because in about five to six months I went from a thousand followers to a hundred thousand followers wow. <laughs> it kind of just happened yeah in the blink of an eye it I was just creating what I wanted when I wanted you know I still to this day I have a, a day job so this cookie thing is my side hustle mm -hmm. um and so that first hundred thousand hit real fast and then when I hit a hundred thousand I kind of took a step back and I started to wonder and kind of ask myself that question what is it about the content that I'm putting out there that seems to resonate with people because this was a completely new world to me um you know cookies obviously but then even social media personally I was not a big social media person mm. so when I think about kind of what's unique about my content um my very analytical brain I think of three things so the first one would be just the volume of content that I'm putting out there yeah. of, of cookie videos I, I don't really know of any other so we go by cookier or cookie artist <laughs> just Ooh, like baker okay. cookier um so I don't really know of any other cookier out there that posts as many videos as I do the the rhythm that I have is I post um, I create a whole set of cookies and I film every single cookie in a set and then I post a video for every single cookie and mm -hmm. it can be a lot of videos like this past Christmas I did an advent calendar set that was 24 minis and that was whew, that was a lot but <laughs> it's, it's fun um, I would say the second thing that's kind of unique about my content is that I appeal to a wide array of audiences. Of course, there are the cookiers out there who wanna learn from me and learn techniques and new designs. But then there's also this big <laughs> sector of people who just watch the videos for satisfying content, which was a big surprise to me, mm. um, but maybe shouldn't be a surprise because I actually, I think surprise a lot of people in that I do spend a lot of time editing my videos mm. I really pay attention to every single transition and the speed to make sure it is as satisfying and calming as possible <laughs> um and then I think maybe hopefully you could tell by now but I would say the third thing is that my personality shines through yeah. even in my cookie posts um I'm pretty real in terms of cookie decorating but also life you know working with royal icing is is hard mm. and I don't skirt around how hard it is I learned a lot of what I know the hard way and, mm. and I like to share that with people um 
and then if I can, so I recently started my YouTube just a few months ago. Nice. And when I started it, I really didn't have a clear direction on, on what I wanted to do. Yeah. Kind of flying by the seat in my pants. <laughs> um, but now I've, I've, I'm in a sort of a rhythm where I post two different kinds of content. Um, for every set that I do, I post, again, one of those time-lapse videos that's meant to be more satisfying for those viewers. Yeah. And then something very new for me is I do a real-time tutorial with a voiceover. I so okay. I, <laughs> I, um, I show the cookie in real time, so nothing is sped up. It's meant to be more educational. I do a voiceover to, just as if I was teaching a class and I have students in front of me just walking them through what I'm doing, anecdotes, whatever comes to mind. Um, and I found a lot of really positive response to these voiceovers. Um, and I think I surprised a lot of people in saying <laughs> that I actually don't plan out any of my voiceovers. I do them on the fly and I rarely ever do more than one take. Mm which sometimes makes for some very interesting content because um, I, you know, stumble over words or say something that maybe I wish I hadn't. But I think it makes for a much more like real conversational because I want them to feel like I'm in the room with them and yeah. I'm just talking to them like it's a class. Um, and I think the best compliment I've gotten so far in my, my cookie decorating career has come from these voiceover tutorials and that a surprising number of people have said that I am the Bob Ross of cookie decorating Nice. <laughs> and this is like this, this makes my heart sing because you know my mom's a painter and I grew up watching Bob Ross <laughs> so I am fully embracing this and I'm just you know grinning ear to ear so <laughs> That's my long way of <laughs> answering your question. No, this is wonderful. So I was just checking out some more things. And you're right, like the, the way your YouTube is set up, it's great. If people haven't, you know, got tapped into Grace's YouTube, please do the Graceful Baker already up near 17,000 subscribers. Um, and it's like you said, you have the time lapse for, you know, someone that is more satisfying. But then you also teach the people that really want to sit big, deep learning uh, and do the real-time tutorial with voiceover. So that's really awesome. And then just, yeah, you just, like, the, this, what you've been doing is wonderful. The, the ability to create a community of people that are tapped into what you are um, doing is, is really amazing. So that brings to the point of, is there a favorite? Do you have a favorite <laughs> video or um, cookie? I guess, wait, I don't, and this is a dumb question, but what happens to the cookies? Are they edible? Do people eat them? Like, do you sell? Like, what do you do yeah. with Okay, two questions there. So I'll answer that one first. Um, that's a, a, probably one of my most asked questions. And it depends. Um, I try to keep them edible. <laughs> so I make them just as anyone who's selling cookies would. Um, and I, for a long time, I would just give them to my office mates at my day job. Um, sometimes I donate them to a nonprofit. Um, sometimes I sell them, it really varies. And then every once in a while, I just, just can't keep up with life. And I will um, let the cookies go stale. And then and then I typically throw them out at that point. <laughs> but I try to keep them edible, um, so that someone can enjoy them. And fun fact, I actually, so I make a sugar cookie. Um, I do vanilla, uh, excuse me, I do lemon royal icing, which is not a traditional royal icing. And that's because I think that 
vanilla royal icing for the most part tastes like plastic so <laughs> I do lemon um and then I do a vanilla sugar cookie and I'm I will eat sugar cookies but absolutely at the bottom of my baked goods preference list so I don't really eat my own but I've been told let's see I've been told that it's like um a, a marriage of a sweet tart and a sugar cookie okay, okay. the lemon royal icing so <laughs> um to answer your first question about my favorite cookie I feel like that question is like asking a parent who their favorite child is <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hard to answer but I would say the first one that comes to mind is actually uh, the video is the most popular video I've ever had on Instagram. Mm. And it just happens to be from this past Christmas. I did a set of Santas with four different skin tones. Oh, and I this was, <laughs> yeah, I know you remember that. Um, this was a really important set for me because it's, it kind of, helps to point me in the direction that I'm, I want to go with my content creation, which is I have this platform, um, I have a voice, and I want to make sure that I'm shining the light on things that matter. And this set to me was about showing the world that the representation matters, even when it comes to Santa cookies, <laughs> like you can still, you can still make a difference. So the, I of course did a video of, of all four skin tone Santas, um, but it's, the video of the darkest skin tone that has over 2 million views on Instagram, which is by far the most views I've ever had on a video. Yeah. And it just makes me really happy that mm -hmm. that's, that's the video that has resonated with people. That's so amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at how the ring said 2 million uh, views, over 135,000 likes. Um, it's amazing. You know, that's a really great video. Yeah, I saw it. I've never seen this and I was like, that's pretty, really, really cool. Um, so that is a great one. That's probably my favorite. And yeah, I love sugar cookies. So feel free. <laughs> way, dude. I I love this content. Like it looks so edible. Looks so great. Looks so great. Um, and, and along those lines, we talked about the YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if you mentioned, but you obviously had the Amazon shop. You're doing different things. But what? Yeah. What is next for you as far as just like the side hustle? You grow the platform. Is there anything that you want to accomplish um, with this platform in the next uh, coming up? a good question so I as I mentioned I'm on Instagram TikTok and YouTube and I feel like I'm in a really good place with Instagram right now um, I'm still pretty new to TikTok and YouTube so I think my goal for this year is to really dig my feet in deep to both TikTok and YouTube YouTube in particular um, very different from from short form video platforms like TikTok um, and Instagram and I have a lot of ideas about more content, new content. So I'm excited to grow that platform in particular. Okay. I love that. I love that. And that's, that's really cool. I just found your TikTok. Oh, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> and then what, okay, where can people find you? Kind of mentioned that you have different platforms. I want people to know, even though your platform is way larger than me, but for people that don't know you that follow me, I want them to know where they can find you, where they can follow you, uh, your shops, if you have any great shops or things that they could purchase or buy or look at or check out. I love for everyone to be able to hear about that. Yeah, so probably the easiest thing to do. I mean, I'm um, if you Google search the Graceful Baker, I'm fairly certain that that my platforms are predominantly what comes up. I'm certainly not the only Graceful Baker out there, um, but if you go to my Instagram, the.graceful.baker, and you go um, to my link tree, then I link all of my other platforms from there. So that's probably the easiest way to go about it. Like you said, I have an Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. 
Amazon shop. Um, I think that's it for now, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows what's what the future holds? No, there, there is going to be more, certainly more in the future because you've done an amazing job already in such a short amount of time. So we're excited to see more of what happens in the future and we appreciate your time coming on and speaking with me. Really, really appreciate it and looking forward to, to more great things. Thank you so much for having me.